Hello and welcome to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from a literal bubble in Orlando, Florida, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. You know, if there was any place to have a bubble, Orlando's probably the place to do it. I guess. The I Disney mean, bubble. Well, yeah, D- Disney's the place to do it, but the rest of Orlando can suck it. Like, it's just... Yeah, there's so much traffic and it's annoying and I hate it. It's a hot Chicago. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Very muggy uh, Chicago. So we're talking NBA bubble today, and this happens to be a very serendipitous day to be recording this episode because as of earlier this afternoon, Wednesday, August 26th, at about 4 p.m., uh, the NBA teams decided they were going to boycott playing in the bubble. I thought that was, uh, yeah. I, no, it's a great thing, and we will talk about it in a minute. Let me just get the facts out first. Uh, so the Milwaukee Bucks started the boycotting. Uh, they start they boycotted Game 5, where they're up in the Series 3-1 right now, so it was a clinching game. Um, and technically, they forfeited that game, but they're playing against the Magic, and the Magic were like, no, no we're, we're good. They declined the forfeit, and so the game was postponed. And then the next two games, uh, the team said that they were also going to boycott, so they got uh, they got postponed as well. And I'm going to assume that it's going to happen tomorrow with the games as well. Um, and this is all in response to the Jacob Blake shooting that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is about 40 miles south of Milwaukee. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why Milwaukee started it, because that hits very close to home for them. That's It was horrendous. Fucking yeah, horrendous. It, it was not good. Uh, don't don't watch the video if you haven't seen it. it it's not a fun thing to watch. Um, and I just want to read this from the Washington Post. It's the like initial post that went up when the Bucks first uh, decided they were boycotting. Uh, the title is, NBA playoffs come to a halt, games postponed as players protest social injustice. I'm just going to read the whole article, so stick with me for a minute here. Days after the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Bucks did not take the court as scheduled for Game 5 of their first-round playoff series with the Orlando Magic on Wednesday, leading the NBA to postpone the day's triple header. Game 5 between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets, as well as Game 5 for the Los Angeles Lakers and Portland Trailblazers, were also scheduled for Wednesday. Those games will be rescheduled, the NBA said in a statement. Bucks guard George Hill was among multiple NBA players to question whether Games should continue in the light of ongoing social justice protests around the country. Hill said Monday that NBA players shouldn't have even come to this damn place, to be honest, because playing in the bubble, quote, took all the focal points off what the issues are. Uh, and uh, just break on that for a minute. There were several NBA players, mostly led by Kyrie Irving, saying that exact thing before the bubble started. Of, I, I don't think it's the right time to play. There's too much going on. We've got too much momentum with the movement. We need to keep it going. And... I think to an extent he was kind of right because basketball started up, there are sports on, people's minds kind of drifted away from, you know, what's still going on in Portland, what happened now in, in Kenosha the other day. There, there's still injustices going on, and this gave something people, this gave people something to distract themselves with. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, continuing on. Uh, the Bucks and Magic were scheduled to play the first game of a playoff triple header on Wednesday with scheduled tip time of 4 p.m., but only the Magic took the court for the traditional pregame warm-ups, with the Bucks remaining in their locker room. So, don't, like, get mad at the Magic for taking the court. They didn't know the Bucks were going to do this ahead of time. Yeah, I think, like, if if Milwaukee had made it known that they were going to boycott, I think the Magic would have stayed in the locker room, too. 
Probably. But everybody was kind of figuring it out at the same time. Uh, when the game clock ticked down to the few minutes before the scheduled tip-off, the Magic left the court and returned to their locker room. Bucks players began emerging from the locker room around 4.35, walking past a group of reporters but not stopping to make any statements. Bucks players Chris Middleton and guard Dante DiVincenzo were both dressed in their team-issued gear as they had been ready, as if they had been ready to play. Hill wore a black t-shirt with a Barack Obama quote on the front and changed the narrative on the back. Bucks GM John Horse briefed reporters around 4.40 p.m., indicating that the team would remain in the locker room for some time and might not address the media on Wednesday evening. We're not coming out for a while, Horse said. There will be a team statement. The Bucks franchise has had multiple incidents with police brutality and racial profiling in recent years. Bucks guard Sterling Brown sued the city of Milwaukee after he was injured during an incident with police. The former center John Henson spoke out publicly after he was denied service by a Milwaukee jeweler. A group of Bucks players turned out for a July protest in Milwaukee with t-shirts that bore some of George Floyd's last words, I can't breathe. Brown, DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Frank Mason III, reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, and his brother Thanasis joined the crowd. Um, so that's what's going on in Milwaukee. Thank you, Ben Golliver of the Washington Post, for writing that article and providing with us with something to talk about. That's intense, man. Yeah. It's warranted, I think, though. I agree. Um, I, I think it's right. Uh, the, the players are, right now, they're willing to suspend the season to work towards change, and that's awesome. And LeBron is actually seeming to be at the forefront of it right now, which is exactly where he should be. Um, I had this whole thing at one point uh, planned in this episode to kind of go after him a little bit because he doesn't ever seem to step to the forefront. He he kind of does these things off to the side and makes sure that everything's focused on him. When he, but here, it's none of that. He's up front. He's trying to, to get more pressure behind the movement, which is great. That's where he should be. Yeah, he's still one of the biggest names in sports. Absolutely. And he has very little to lose. He's he's not about to lose sponsorships with Nike. He's not going to lose a job in the NBA. Um, and, and that was one of the things, like when, when Kaepernick was going on, LeBron had this opportunity to be bigger than it all to to go out there because like lebron's not gonna get blackballed from the nba right no there's hopefully chance. <laughs> I, I would hope not especially in the nba which is much more forward thinking than the nfl um it, it's i think it's gonna be hard for us to talk about what's going on in the bubble because that's the plan was to kind of go through you know what's been going on in the bubble how the bubble was formulated uh how the playoffs are gonna play out uh, it's gonna be tough to talk about that when by the time this comes out on monday the bubble may not even exist anymore. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. It, they could all just say they're not playing the rest of the season and, and that would be the end of it. I would you know? not be surprised. Right. Or the NBA could call it and they could say, you know, our players need to be out there, boots on the ground, doing things, affecting change. Um, we're still going to have the rest of this conversation that we plan to have Um and if the league gets suspended before Monday, this episode probably won't even be released, so you won't even know that we had this conversation. So you won't know what's going on. So it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. No worries. Uh, but we are going to talk about everything we plan on what's actually going on basketball-wise in the bubble and how that's working um, after we finish this. You know, this came up just today, right before we're recording. So I feel like we have to address it because if we didn't address it at all, that'd be weirder, right? Right. Do you have anything else to say on the boycotts and what do you think will happen 
moving forward? Do you think they resume? Do you think they just give it a couple days to, to really make their point and then go back? Or do you think this is going to be some long running thing until they can actually get some voices heard? I think it, at the third option, <laughs> I think it'll last as long as the NBA wants it to last. Allows it to. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, they so the, know exactly what the players want and they made it very clear. And that's something I can respect about it is it's not, it's not somewhere there's 10 different voices coming out saying we want X, Y, and Z They're They've already united. They're already obviously by all these teams starting to boycott and shit pretty unanimously. That's, I mean, that, that's a lot. Like they're sacrificing a lot. All these men are, and to do this in a yeah, it's, it's one thing for LeBron, but the 13th guy on the Magic's bench, like he he's not benefiting from this in any way, but he's still, you know, they're all still there together. And I think that's important. I, I would only say that the problem here is they're not asking the NBA for anything, right? So there's nothing the NBA can do. I mean, the NBA can do a lot to help them push their voices forward. Like, they can all work together with Adam Silver and, you know, and the rest of the NBA as an organization, which would is, would be great and is probably going to happen. But I I see it more if, if best, I, I don't th- see it being this uh, drawn out thing where we're going, is it going to come back? Is it not going to come back? I, w- I would say by Monday, we would have an answer of, all right, we're getting back to basketball or no, we're done with this. We're blowing it up. We're going out there to, to do what needs to be done because these guys, I don't think they want to be in the bubble that much. They've Hell been there no. for three months. Yeah, that no um, And and if it is this thing where like, well, when we see real police reform coming, then we'll get back to playing. That, that That's too nebulous. It's, it's not going to happen in a way that's apparent right away. Like it's, it's this whole process of, rebuilding the entire system which is probably what needs to happen anyways and you know the the nba and the players can can push that in their own communities but it's not going to be this thing where okay in three weeks all the police force is reformed all across the country like that's not going to happen so I, I think they'll come to a decision pretty quickly whether they want to play and use their voices while they play or they decide we're blowing this thing up so we can go out there and let our voices be heard in the way that is more helpful. I, you know, I think that's ex- extremely reasonable, and that's very likely. But I could also see the NBA agreeing to, like, I don't know, shave a game further down the line for each matchup or something, just little things, and just shortening the season. It's like, yo, you put up these next couple weeks, and you can use your voice at the same time in any way you see fit, as long as it's not, you know, repulsive and stuff like that. Right. Um. And then we'll shorten the season up a little bit, get you guys out of here to go about your business. And that way you don't have to worry about, you know, exposing your teammates and stuff like that. You just have to worry about you. And whether Yeah, you, something you know, I had heard is that they were already speeding up. They were trying to speed up the playoff process as it is. We're getting games every other day. Uh, there's no travel involved, which is helpful for that. And they are um, going... They, they have advocated, the players have advocated for, so in the past, round one would have to be completely finished before round two would start. So even if both teams that were playing each other in round two swept their series, they would sit there and wait until round two officially started. They're advocating for, no, we're both done, we're getting on the schedule next. So they're already trying to speed up that playoff process a little bit before any of this, 
just because they don't want to be stuck there. Like they're stuck there. They can't go anywhere. And we'll get into some of the rules of the bubble in a little bit, but they're stuck there and they don't want to be like, they want to be there. They want to play. They want to win championships, but at the same time, they don't want to be there for six months. No, I don't think anybody, anybody would want to be there for six months. No. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody that'd be like, yeah, man, I totally fucking go there, but I don't want to do that for six months. No, thanks. So as I said, this is scheduled to come out Monday, August 31st. If there is any hope that the season actually resumes or it has resumed by that time, the rest of this episode will come out as normal. If we see something where, okay, we're done with the bubble, uh, we're, we're just going to move on. Everybody can go, you know, do their social justice, uh, whatever they need to do for that. Then this is where the episode's going to end. So, if we're still going, then you made it. Congrats. Congrats. Basketball's back, and for the rest of this discussion, we're just going to assume the bubble starts back up relatively soon and continues basically as it was before. I love it. I love it. Is, that, is everybody there? Uh, I'm, we're fucking here, bro. We're here, so bro. So we'll either have a 12-minute episode or an hour-and-a-half episode. We'll see. We'll or you'll see. see. So, let's say, what is the bubble, and why is it happening? The bubble, man. It's uh, it's this thing that Jake Gyllenhaal, he's in there because he's a sick guy. He's real sick. That's the bubble boy. That's the bubble man, bubble boy, bubble NBA playoffs. They stole that idea from Seinfeld, but you'll learn that next week. Oh, god damn it. Fucking Seinfeld. Here we go. It's everywhere, man. But no. You just wait till next week. I'm so excited. I Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too, because I'm just going to let you riff at me, and then I'm going to see what's up. <laughs> yeah, so the 2019-2020 uh, NBA season was suspended shortly after All-Star break due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it actually stopped March 11th was the last game. And then, uh, so in order to resume, they decided that they were all going to come to the Walt Disney World campus in Disney World, I think I said that already, in Orlando, and 22 teams were invited here. And they were mostly isolated except for Disney employees and other visitors that were staying in the same hotels. And the three hotels that the players are staying in are the Grand Floridian, Great Hotel, the Yacht Club, and Coronado Springs. Some people have issues with Coronado Springs. It is not one of the better hotels at Disney World. They all sound fancy as shit, though. The Grand Floridian is the fanciest, and uh, it's really? very fancy. Like, how fancy? Are we talking, you know, toilet paper is definitely Charmin in every bathroom yeah, there? Yeah, it's like a fucking castle. Fancy. Oh, nice. I like castles. I mean, the hotel looks nothing like a castle, but, like, that's... The vibe you get? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is called the Grand Floridian. It's pretty... It's very old Florida looking, though. If you know, I don't know that. what that means. <laughs> Like I pastel like... colors, palm tree uh, decorations all over the place, that kind of stuff. Like if you've ever stayed in a beach hotel or a beach house, it's how those are usually decorated and it's kind of ugly. Swamps and adobe. But it's fancy ugly. Fancy ugly. That nice. Uh, so while they're all on this campus, there's a bunch of additional rules in place about how and when players could move within the facilities and when or how or if they could leave. Uh, we had a couple people have to leave and come back. We'll talk about those later. Uh, most notably, Lou Williams, who went home for a funeral 
and was at also during after like either before the funeral after the funeral while he's home for the funeral in atlanta he also visited one of the uh, premier gentlemen's clubs of atlanta uh, magic city you may know it from the song welcome to atlanta <laughs> sounds and he got caught shit. red-handed being there and uh so when he got back he had to quarantine extra do you think they have people tailing these guys no there were like pictures on instagram what a fucking idiot yeah. What are you doing? Be a normal dumbass Celebrate. and get a hooker and a bunch of cocaine and hole up in a fucking hotel. Actually, no, I think he posted it on Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever because he was getting their wings. Apparently Magic City has these great lemon pepper wings. And so he posted a picture of those wings on uh, social media. So. Like... I mean, you got to put a little blurb in there, but like my buddy, he fucking hooked me up with his. <laughs> well, I think somebody called him out on it, and he's like, "Uh, uh, Uber Eats, my dude, or something like that." It's like, no, I'm rich, bro. I paid this dude a thousand dollars to be super careful and give me. Had his one money. of the strippers when they got off their uh shift. They grabbed some lemon pepper wings and brought them to me. All right, it's fine. And fucking blew me after that. Here's a receipt. You see it? Right here, it's just some crayon written on a napkin. On like some hotel station. I paid for wings. Yeah. F- four letter, the number four, and <laughs> 12 bucks. Or, or like 350 because he has no idea how much wings actually cost in the real world because they're fucking expensive. I don't know if you know about the uh, history of Lou Williams, but he is a, uh, as Jalen Rose would say, he's a champagne and campaigner. Like he is out there all the time, I, and he's he's a party guy. He likes to have fun. Um, so like it was when it happened, everybody's like, no doubt, Lou Williams is the first one to break the rules by going to Magic City. <laughs> he's like, he caught me. Oops, <laughs> these wings though. Gotta get that lemon pepper, man. Dude, lemon uh, pepper wings are fire if they're made right. Not a fan of lemon pepper. I've had dry rub lemon yeah. pepper wings. Mm. Maybe if I if I got them from Magic City, I'd change my mind. I don't. I mean, it helps having a pair of tits in your face. So play restarted on Wait, July third. Let me say this. Do you think they're all greasy? <laughs> all the strippers just have like a layer in between their boobs. <laughs> oh, from the way I got you now. The Gross. strippers are greasy because yeah. of the the wing sauce. Dudes yeah, are just sitting there, like, sucking their fingers. <laughs> They've got, like, the the orangish-red handprint on their ass because they got the wing sauce and then the... All the dollar bills got to get, like, steam cleaned and shit before they take them to the bank because their eyes burn from all the hot sauce. It's like, yo. So play officially restarted on <laughs> July 30th. Uh, the first game was between the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans... Uh, not the Hornets, the New Orleans Pelicans... Utah won the game, and Rudy Gobert notably scored the first and last points of the first bubble game, and he's pretty much the dude that kicked it all off. He was uh, pretty much patient zero for the NBA, one of the first guys to uh, be infected with coronavirus in the NBA, and if you don't remember from way back in March, he uh, did a post-game press conference, like right at, like everybody was really starting to take it seriously. And uh, I don't remember why he did it, but they like pissed him off with the questions, and he kind of he just stood up silently and touched all the microphones before he left. He, like, and then the next shit. day he tested positive for coronavirus. This dumb um, bastard. Yeah. So after that's pretty much what got the league shut down. And then he's the guy to score 
first basket of the bubble and the game-winning points of the first bubble game. That is so poetic. It's like, man, I don't want to touch. Really this. I don't want to touch the ball to start the game. You know, then they get, you know, get into the game. They're playing. They forget about it, and then it's the end of the game. And they're like, man, I really don't want to touch that ball anymore. That dude's all sweaty. Fucked it. He's kind of a piece of shit, man. Like he the, got his the teammate sick. Mike touching is is a tough look, and yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's a tough look. That's a good from him. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough. You think those guys fought? Like meta of like we're just gonna fight really quick. I know there was boppers. there was definitely some heat between them when it first happened. Like Donovan Mitchell was pissed. I'd be very, fucking pissed uh, too. So yeah. But like, dude, I gotta go get locked up in this bubble. But I can't March get no seems, chicks. March seems like it was like 15 years ago, so I, I don't remember exactly. It does, what happened. man. 2020 can blow me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So each team got eight final quote-unquote regular season games within the bubble leading into the playoffs. Uh, they, these were the seeding games to see you know where everybody fell, one through eight. And then the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies got three additional play-in games to decide who actually got the eighth seed in the West. There's no fan attendance inside the bubble, but there is a 17-foot, or there are... 17-foot TV screens were installed, allowing 300 virtual fans to attend at a time. This is stupid. It's weird. It's weird. Do they? How much do they pay for that shit? It's like, yeah, it pays. I don't think they do. I think you just got to be like In a the lottery, first basically. one on the Zoom. Yeah, like you, you, there's a kind of like a line process in Zoom, I believe. I don't know. I didn't look that far into that. Probably should have since we're talking about this. Dumb. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on the bubble as an idea? I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, what other options do you really have when it comes to something like this? Because ultimately you either have a season and you do something drastic like this, or you don't have a season and you just kind of... I mean, most people are like, yeah, just don't have a season. That's the easiest route. But Except they're got, already in the middle of their season. Right, and there's a shitload of money on the line, and it's just you know a lot of livelihoods and stuff like that there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to have a season the american public you know we're filled with angst right now we need, like, we something, need something to something watch to do. Yeah. yeah and uh i think the way they put this into effect which was it wasn't something where they initiated it and they the the rules are loose and you know people are flagrantly like flaunting it and not getting in trouble like this shit is strict from no, the they, get-go they had a they had a very solid plan from beginning to end oh, of how right. everything's going to work which is more than i can say for uh at least the school systems in florida but i think probably the school systems pretty much everywhere of like they were just pretty, like yeah let's we're not gonna figure this out we're gonna let it figure itself out and that didn't happen like down here they they had from let's say April when it looked like, okay, school's definitely not coming back for the end of last school year. They had from April to uh, the middle of August was when school was supposed to start two weeks ago. And they made zero plan. And then like the week before school was supposed to start, they start going, yeah, we, we, they started having all these meetings and doing press conferences and trying to like answer questions that should have been answered three months ago. Right. And and then all of a sudden like they plan into high gear and then they have to they had to delay the start of school because they just they did absolutely nothing to make a plan. And then they took the next three weeks to make a plan and the plan they came up with is still not great, but it's better than the first three months where they made zero plan. <laughs> it's kinda how it was here. But they they demanded basically 
they kind of left it to the people and i'm in a very red area and they were all like yeah these kids need to go back to fucking school Um, yeah i I live in florida so yeah very red yeah also and sorry go ahead no that 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 was it well two big schools around me went back to school and within five days they were closed and so they everything's virtual now and ironically they closed my daughter's daycare so i've been a stay-at-home dad this whole week well that's fun at least it was it took a lot of getting used to initially yeah (laughs) uh but back to the bubble i agree with you completely um, I, I like the idea. It's clearly the safest option that we've seen so far uh, for sports. Um, hockey has a similar bubble going on. The WNBA has a similar bubble going on. They all seem to be working pretty well, uh, but hockey's boring. And, uh, you know, the WNBA can be fun, but I don't pay that close attention to it. So that's why we're talking NBA. I went to high school with a girl that's in Alex Harden. She's in I think the. You told uh, me about that. Yeah, WNBA. I think she's on the Sparks or something. Um, baseball had basically no restrictions and they've had a ton of cases, at least relative to NBA and hockey and WNBA, uh, NFL training camps have opened recently and they're having some positive cases as well. Not as many as baseball, but they're also not moving around, uh, with games and stuff yet. So that'll be interesting. There have been, there have been zero cases inside the NBA or WNBA bubble. I don't know about hockey because I didn't look that up but i know nba and wnba haven't had any even with lou williams going to magic city on his lead still no cases it's the wings man he's found the vaccine yeah it's all that lemon pepper yeah lemon pepper i mean if if you've seen atlanta um donald glover's show like in the third episode they get those magic lemon pepper wings it's the same thing those are the same thing no well those weren't from magic city that was just from somewhere else but like that's what i'm saying the lemon pepper wings in all of atlanta are apparently magic okay that makes I, I've seen that Sorry, episode. Yeah. Those wings no, they, they were fun. not at Magic. They were at like some diner or something. So those have the really good wings. So I'm about to make some wings this weekend. I might have to now too that we're talking about. Yeah, some lemon pep. I think it's been really fun to watch. I've been pretty much all in. Uh, usually, I'm not all in on an NBA season like a regular season. I, I catch it here and there. I'm all in on All Star Weekend, and then I I kind of ramp up as the playoffs go on. Um, I like the virtual crowd. I like that it's there, but I would hate to be a virtual crowd member. That seems like the absolute worst way to watch a game. Just like sitting at your computer, watching it on your computer screen while you're also in a little fucking Zoom camera box at the bottom. Like, no, give me my big screen. Let me watch it in comfort on my couch. I I don't want to be watching a game on Zoom while being on Zoom. Well, I mean, I would probably just, right, I would, I would watch my big screen and then have it set up to see my reaction or something. Yeah, that's probably what a lot of people do. But like, you know that shit lags, dude. You already know. Oh, that's true. I, right now, if I'm watching a game and I got to get up and take a shit, grab grab it on my phone or my tablet and go with it. You can't <laughs> do that on Zoom. And I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. Just a virtual stand. You catch like flashes of people's ass cheeks and <laughs> pubes and shit. It's like hear huge rips going off. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. How do you play ball with that? I, I don't know. It would be difficult. Uh, the, I like that all the, the players have this constant interaction and they're bumping into each other between games and stuff like that. I think that's a really cool wrinkle. Because, like, uh, so we see it in the, the Clippers Maverick series right now of, like, tensions are just rising rising with every single game. And I think that's because they can't get away from each other. Like, it's oh, one thing to have a, a heated game and then you both go back to separate hotels well, one team's got to travel and the other one's at home. All right. Like, but no, you're, you're staying in the same hotel. You're running into each other at whatever the cafeterias are, things like that. 
But they have room service actually. They they have drop offs three times a day. Yeah, I think they can do both. I I think there are common areas where they can go eat because there was uh, Jamal Murray from the Nuggets saw Donovan Mitchell out like eating after they beat him one day. Oh. Uh, so that I that, like they can go in and out of their hotel rooms with within the campus. Uh, I I could see how it would wear down after a couple months though. You get no guests. Two weeks. Yeah. They're not getting yeah, pussy. Smoking weed. You already know, dude. They're gonna be fucking pissed. And I have a theory. And hear me out. This is a little harebrained, but here I That's go. Right. Um. So with the uh, success of the, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance and mm-hmm. the glorification of the good old days that hard nose, nasty basketball. Something I've noticed in the playoffs is they're not necessarily making a lot of, of uh, you know, the petty calls. Yeah. Like they're they're, they're kind of letting them play a little, a little further, which I think is sweet. And I th- the NBA is like, okay, tight. This is what people want is that, that hard-nosed basketball. No one wants to see this flopping bullshit. So let's just get them in a bubble. And they're going to want to kill each other, and then we'll get that basketball match. I think the playoffs naturally. from now on should be in a bubble every year. Yeah, dude, let's just have – I mean, bubble it should be like Thunderdome. Season. Yeah. Fuck this shit. These guys – these dudes need to be, draw blood. All right, actually, you know what? I changed my mind. NBA playoffs can stay. They can go back to normal. March Madness needs to be Thunderdome. Oh, my God, dude. It basically kids, is anyways. No. But let's get a bunch of 18- to 20-year-olds in a bubble that can't do anything else. And they can't get pussy. Yeah. Damn. And they got to live in, like, dorms and shit. I don't feel that the games... I, I get what you're saying about the, the refs are letting things go a little bit more. That's true. But I don't feel like the games are significantly different. The flow still feels the same. The competitiveness is still there. Um, I would argue that it's even higher with all these teams constantly around each other. That, that competitiveness, like, you never lose it because you're constantly bumping into each other. I, I just... I, I don't think we lost any – we as viewers did not lose anything by them playing these games in the bubble. I think the teams who should have been in the playoffs are in the playoffs. I think the playoff games are going about the way that they should anyways. Like the teams that are that should be winning are winning and in the ways that they should be winning. Um, it, it's – you know, going into it, I was a little worried – that, that, you know, they're going to be a little slow or they're not going to, you know, people aren't going to be in shape because they took these couple months off or it, it's just going to have this weird AAU tournament vibe, which I, I played AAU basketball when I was a kid. And like, you're just, you're at this gym for three days straight with all of the same people and you're, you're running into each other and you kind of build these little friendships between each other. If you play a game against each other and they're like competitive friendships. And so I, I thought it might lean more to that. And and the guys are kind of goofing off a little bit, but it it is like they haven't missed a step being in there. Some players have, obviously, but that happens anyways. Right. So that brings us to the real question: Is the bubble working? Yes. Yes. Simple, simple, yeah. simple answer. I think I, we've I think we've, a little bit. I think we've already kind of outlined that it is and how it is. Um, but just let's go back in time a minute and imagine it's not working yet. They're first announcing, okay, we're going to go to this this campus. We're all going to be there together. What were your first impressions? We probably should have put this first before we talked about what we actually think, but that's okay. I think it just kind of shows how wrong we were. <laughs> I know I yeah. was. I remember when this was announced, I was just, there's no fucking way. This shit will be broken in a day and a half, if mm-hmm. that. A bunch of young men loaded, you know, 
Fucking, would it, who, they're just who supposed to sit to, on their asses, right, and do nothing. Go, go and, fishing in in Disney World lakes, which they had to apparently pump full of fish so the the players could actually catch things and not get discouraged. <laughs> oh my god, that is so pitiful. It, so well, pitiful, it, it was more. I th- I think it was more not to like feed their egos, but to like have something make it do. something they want to do. Right? right. If you're not if you go out there and you're not catching any fish, you're not going to go back the next day. Well, and at the same time, it's outside, so it's like, okay, yeah. you're not locked up in a room the whole time, and fishing is usually solitary, but I I just kept going back to girls, like women, whatever you want to call it. I thought these men who like weren't married or didn't have their significant other's clothes or were just used to hitting and quitting on the road, they're going to have a flock of women there anyways, and that's what I thought was going to be impossible to maintain is just... I thought this was going to be like the Olympic Village and STDs. Like, shit's yeah. just going to be popping. Except that there aren't any outsiders. Or, they're, like, they're not allowed to have guests, and they've actually stuck to that. Um, I agree. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a cool idea, and that if anyone could pull it off, if any of these leagues could pull it off, it was the NBA. They're, they're the most forward-thinking. They're the ones that are going to put the planning behind it. If the NFL tried this, it would have been a clusterfuck from day one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and and a good thing that the NBA has going for it is you've got 12 to 15 people on a roster. And I don't know if they have those injury slots right now. It's, it's 12 and then three injury slots. I don't know if they brought those injury slot guys or not. It look when you look at the benches, it looks like they might be there. Um, You've got a couple trainers, you've got a couple coach and all of the coaches didn't go. Usually a team's got like five or six coaches. I think only two or three went. Um, So they, the, the teams are small and the staffs are small. NFL, you got 53 guys on a team. You've got a coaching staff of like 20. Same with baseball. You've got at least 27 guys on a team and a coaching staff of five to 10 guys. It's just, those are too big to keep. So you got 32 NFL teams, 50 players a team. That's 1,500 just players, right? Right. And then... As opposed to 12 and 22 is 240, 250. Right. I'm not good at quick math off the top of my head. Like I have to write it out. If I can, if I can write the numbers out, I can do the math all day. But when I have to do it in my head, I lose spots. Anyway, maybe 500 people tops are in the NBA bubble, whereas like just players are 1,500 in the NBA or in the NFL. So well, they got another serenely designated place too. You know, the NFL would never agree on a concrete place ever. Well, that yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, and and Disney World, the Wild World of Sports, is set up like they do all kinds of tournaments like this for basketball and baseball. Like they have things constantly going on there, so they like they know how to run these types of tournaments with all these different teams and people there. And uh, like they they have they do the um, I think they do some of the Pro Bowl stuff on that campus. So maybe there's already a little working relationship there with the NFL. But I, I just don't think they can make it work with that many people. Um, no, no chance. I don't think they have the, enough the resources. Other, right. And the other thing the NBA has going for it is the players and the teams have a lot of respect for Adam Silver and the league as a whole. And so I think going in, more people than not would follow the rules because of that respect for the league and for Adam Silver. I don't think the NFL has that. Not um, a chance, man. They, they think Roger Goodell is a fucking chump. He, I mean, he is. Uh, there have only been three violations so far. One is the Lou Williams one, and there are two others that I didn't like. They were 
kind of minor things. Somebody got food delivered from outside when they weren't supposed to, and I, I don't even know what the third one was, but there have been three violations. Um, I it, Also going into it, the NBA is, as we said before, they're a league that's going to come up with a full and complete plan on how to run it and handle any positive cases if they arose, handle you know people breaking the rules, and like... I just got to say, can we get Adam Silver as a White House consultant or something? Like, dude knows how to plan something. Let's just have him be the NFL commissioner on top of this shit. Well, yeah, I'd be fine with that. But right now, the whole country needs Adam Silver. Whoa. That's oh, why I said well, the White House consultant, not an NFL consultant. That might as well be the White House. I mean, they have such a you know heated relationship right now. That's true. Do you have any issues within the bubble? What are your personal issues with either watching games like this or what's going on with it? Or have you noticed any issues that the players and teams have had? Really, I think, um, I just don't think anyone's really in a groove necessarily. Like, I think you have... Luca is. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think... I think these guys talk a lot about, like, shaving preseason and shaving, you know, the number of regular season games down while maintaining their play so they can be good for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, I still think they had a lot less games. Either way, it's something that I think these guys need to play. They they say they didn't want it, and now that they don't have nearly the the formulaic flow, you know, of the season into the playoffs and into this real primetime basketball, I think it's kind of screwed with a few people. But say the bubble lasts until next year, I think they'd be fine. Yeah, so I I think what's going on there is more the rust of not playing for two months, right? It's not yeah. – I, th- I think I, – I don't know exactly, and I, again, this is probably something I should have looked up. I think before the stop, they were at like 60 to 65 games out of the 82-game season. Um, so with the eight uh, regular season seeding games that they had inside the bubble, it brought them around 72, 73 games for each team to make the seedings and I, I don't think it's that they didn't play enough games so you know they weren't in great playoff shape yet I think it's more the two-month break in between those games that they didn't they weren't fully going yet it was like starting a new season the the start of a new season is always a little rough and rusty just because you've had that break so I think we're seeing more of that than if you if you shorten the regular season to 72 games instead of 82 games and then went right into the playoffs, I think you would be fine. But if you take a two-month break in the middle of that, then that's where you have issues. Yeah, that's that's killer. That is stunningly killer. Yeah. Uh, my issues are the jerseys with the Injustice slogans on. Let me just get it out here. I, I love the idea. Any opportunity for people with a platform to bring awareness to injustices of the world is a good one. But here's the problem. I didn't watch enough NBA before the shutdown. I don't know who half these players are, and I can't figure it out because their nameplates are in the wrong place. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I I wish I wish it was on. opposite. I I want to see the name above the number and then the the slogan under the number. Okay, can we do that NBA next time we get a bubble? Can we do that? Yeah. So I can see who people are without having to squint my eyes and try and figure it out. Like I know who Giannis is, I know who LeBron is, but like the the eighth man on Dallas, no idea. They had a big TV, Calvin. Come on now. Mike Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I. I can't even remember that it's him out there when he's out there. I thought he was on the Bulls for a while. He probably was. He's on the maps now. He's I learned that three days ago, so don't feel bad. 
I don't. I won't. Uh, I also think it would be cool if they change their slogans from time to time. Like, I mean, I would. Up. That'd make for limit, nice limited edition jerseys. You know, exactly. People would be all about that life. I think they're auctioning all these ones off after the season's over. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I had this whole thing on LeBron, you know, not choosing to wear one of the slogans on his nameplate and how he doesn't ever do enough with his voice. But, you know, since then, as we talked about at the top, he's come out very strongly against the latest black person being shot for being black incident in Wisconsin with Jacob Blake. So I, I don't know that that's really fair to throw it in here. So LeBron, I forgive you. I forgive you, man. And uh, the other issue is apparently the food isn't really up to uh, NBA player standards. That's why you got to go to strip clubs and get chicken wings. Well, I mean, no food ever would be. Honestly, I don't. I don't think they just have the. There's so many different people there, man, and you know they're not bringing in everyone's private chefs and all that stuff and their meal plans. Right. And I imagine Florida is probably not the best place to get. Like you can get a certain kind of produce. But I, I'm guessing, you know, the case of Idaho potatoes coming all the way really from Really great Idaho. oranges, man. Oh, fuck yeah, but no one gives a shit about oranges in the bubble. They want steak, bacon. Not good steak and bacon there, man. Well, so no, here's the thing. No... Disney World has good food. I go to Disney World a lot. What's the best thing at Disney World? I don't I couldn't. I, I would be doing disservice to all of the world of Disney by trying to claim one thing off the top of my head right here because there's so much food and... Um, but yeah, there's too much. But I will say this: their chicken tenders are on point. On point, huh? But I don't that I don't think they're eating the Disney World food. They're eating like the. I mean, it's not even the cafeteria food because all these hotels have cafeterias in them where you can go and you can get your meals like when you're in the hotel, and like that food's even usually pretty good. And so I don't know if maybe the way it's being prepared or like the way they deliver it since they are bringing it all to the rooms. I don't know what's going on there, but not up to NBA player standards. Poor NBA players. Poor, poor NBA players. People bad. How have they made it this far? I don't know. So let's talk about the actual games for a little bit here and how we think the actual season's going to play out. Oh. Um, let's. Let's start with the seedings and the matchups of the first round. Um, some of these are already done, and by the time this releases Monday, a few more may be done. So just keep in mind, we're recording this Wednesday, August 26th. So if play resumes, some of these some of these teams may be into the second round by then. Um, so uh, in the East, we got the number one seed Bucks versus the number eight seed Magic, number two seed Raptors versus the number seven seed Nets, and the Raptors have already swept the Nets in that series. Uh, then we have the number three seed Celtics versus the 76ers, uh, the six seed 76ers. Celtics have swept the 76ers. And the four seed P uh, Pacers versus the five seed Heat, and the Heat swept the Pacers already. So three sweeps. Of, yeah. Yeah. In the a, lot East. Of heat, a lot of shit going on there in the East. Uh, the Bucks were the only ones <clears throat> not to sweep, and that's because the, the Magic won game one in like I, I don't even know how i think they just had like the hometown crowd behind them because they're there in orlando i don't know what was going on probably and then they're all like yeah fuck this blow me uh, so on the uh western conference we've got the one seed lakers versus the eight seed blazers the two seed clippers versus the uh seven seed mavericks three seed nuggets versus six seed jazz and the four seed rockets versus the five seeded thunder this is tighter yeah a lot tighter yeah, a lot going on in the West. Uh, the Lakers, 
there look like they're going to run away with their matchup if they ever play game five. Um, I, I think they'll pretty much wrap up the Blazers in that. But who knows? With the, this canceling a couple games and postponing, the Blazers might come out hot. They might. I mean, it's it's been known to happen. So have you been watching a lot of the bubble? No, I have not. Have you been watching any of the bubble? Yes, I have. Have you been watching of the bubbles. highlights of the bubble? 100% highlights of the okay, bubble. Okay, cool. That's fine. So you know what's going on. Who have you been most intrigued by? Who's the most exciting team player that you've been watching or wanting to pay attention to? I mean, player is Luca for Luca. sure. That dude is fucking killing it. He's yeah, he going he really is. beast mode right now. He's just playing really, really fun basketball. In the and on one ankle for the most part. Basically. I mean, he's just his all-around game. Even if they lost every game in the series, I would still enjoy his play. Yeah, his all-around really game is just so fun to watch, man. It is, and the fact that he—I don't know—he kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I remember him being a phenom, and I'm very wary of European guys because of uh, uh, Nikola, would it, whatever uh, the fuck Mirtich. his name was, Mirtich. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, seeing him come out there and ball outrageously, and see his passion for the game. Like, dude, that dude plays hard as shit. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. And he's I, a, li- I like watching the Mavs as a whole. Oh, go yeah, ahead. The Mavs, Mavs are tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when Porzingis. Porzingis has been hurt the last couple games. Uh, hoping he's back by game six now. Because uh, it's just kind of like this nagging ankle or leg injury um, where he's in or out game time decision for the last two games. Uh, but with Doncic and Porzingis, I really think they have a chance to take the Clippers. And I would really like to see them beat the Clippers because I'd much rather watch more of the Mavs than the garbage pile that the Clippers put out there every other game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Clippers Kawhi... are. Yeah, Kawhi's great. Lou Williams is great when he's out there and he's on. It's just like Paul George is either hot or cold. And it's really hard to watch when he's cold. Uh, same with whichever Morris twin is on that team. And like it. The the Clippers don't have enough redeeming players that I want to watch. Like, I would it much is. rather watch the Mavs. Right. Oh, 100%. I like Porzingis. I like Doncic. Uh, they're fun, young players to watch, and mm. they're unique at their position. Like, Doncic is – he seems like a pretty thick dude, and he's nimble. Like, he yeah. reminds me of Charles Barkley. Like, a dude that can just bit. jump through the gym and can rebound like a motherfucker. And then you got Porzingis, who's just – unicorn he's a unicorn yeah that's the only way to describe him really yeah i mean that, that suits him he looks like he put on a little muscle too Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else you're you're watching watching tightly uh, lakers i mean lakers. just because we lost kobe the commercials for the Lakers, you know for the kobe memorial and always you know i associate that with the lakers of course mm-hmm have been on point lately. Like I damn near cried the other day seeing this. The only commercials I see ever are the Snoop Dogg Corona commercials and they're annoying as shit. I've no, seen man. like 65 Snoop Dogg Corona commercials. 65. Already. That's incredibly accurate. I thought yeah. you were going to, you'd say like 420 or 420 no. or 69. 65. I don't know. It's 65. Yes. You're very close to 69, Calvin. You almost got a teehee out of me, but you didn't get one. You, you fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I've been uh, counting the Snoop Dogg commercials. But yeah, I mean, there's there's one for Kobe that is just like super heartbreaking. It, dude, it's Anthony Davis and LeBron. 
Yeah, they're they're good. I, I think we'll get to more of them later. Um, I'm liking watching Mitchell Donovan Mitchell in the Jazz. He's he's really super fun to fun watch. To watch. And now that Connolly's back, that helps too. I mean, I've mentioned him before that I've I've mm-hmm. really yeah, interested in him. The, uh, point guards episode or shooting guards episode. He's very interesting. Dude, weird question though, but is uh, Kuzma still on the Lakers? Oh yeah, he is. He comes off the bench. Okay, that is perfect for that guy. Yep. Um, it, it was nice in the early days of the bubble that uh, we got to see some of the Pelicans and Zion. I didn't get to watch much of Zion in the uh, the original run of the season, so like it was kind of cool to get to see him play a couple games. Uh, early bubble TJ Warren. It was like Linsanity all over again. Dude, he was fucking killing it. Oh, my God. So in the bubble before the playoffs, he was averaging 31-6. and six. Uh, And then once they came against the Heat, he just completely fizzled out. Yeah, he pissed. he's like Derrick Rose in the playoffs mm-hmm. going against uh, LeBron. Any game where uh, Dame time comes up is fun. Uh, it was great in the playing games, and, you know, he, he's had some moments in this first round against the Lakers. Uh, it's fun to watch, but it... I, I just don't think it has staying power against the Lakers. There's He doesn't have enough help. And then uh, I wish I had watched more of John Morant in the uh, in the bubble games and in the playing games, and I just, like, I kept missing their games when they were on. It's worth recording. I know. I, I really want to really love John Morant, clips. and I, I don't ever go out of my way to watch him. You bastard. I know. So who has no shot at winning Fucking the playoffs? Paul George, dude. I'm not even going to wait for you to finish that question. This was supposed Fucking to be teams, Paul but George. yeah, Paul George too. Paul George, that. fuck that dude. He's got zero. Let me let me list these out for you listeners in case you don't know them. Game 1, 10 for 22. Game 2, 4 of 17. Game 3, 3 of 16. Game 4, 8 of 21. And then he popped off Game 5, yeah, game 12 f- of 18. <laughs> game 5 was points. rough for the, uh, the playoff P uh, haters out there. So, yeah, f- fucking Paul George, man, with that goddamn hairline. Yeah. I, it's intense. I was, I was, like, captivated by that the other day. Well, I mean, it's I saw so a commercial. Perfect, but it's also, usually, like, if you've got that good of a lineup, it, you're you're mostly shaved down. But he's got the half row going on and a perfect lineup halfway down his forehead somehow. I don't get it. Weird eyebrows. Like, he, very expressive they just clash with the goddamn with the hairline, man. He reminds me of Jimmy Butler. It's like those two always look surprised to me because their eyebrows are so close to their fucking hairline. You, just you, you take look care deep into these players' eyes when you're watching them, don't you? Well, I mean, I just notice weird shit. Like, I saw a commercial with Paul George, or it was like a little tidbit on uh, YouTube or whatever because I was watching some highlights. And as soon as it came on, it's like, man, look at that fucking hairline. Look at them eyebrows, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Imagine, hairline is captivating. It's Yeah, that's the best way to say it. It's captivating. Okay, so when I asked this question on the outline, I meant which teams had no shot, not which player personally has no shot, but, like, props to, to playoff P. Uh, you, you got me there. And uh, my answer was the Magic. Um, it almost felt like they were only in the playoffs because this whole thing's taking place in Orlando. They won that game one, but that was mostly a fluke and then the 76ers also they they got bounced out early they were the first team out and they just looked awful they're they've been very quiet they looked like they had no business on being on the court with the celtics uh they fired their coach already now that their season's over 
Um, and I think the rest of the team is going to get blown up real quick in the short offseason that they have, and it's going to get blown up hard. Oh. I don't know who's moving and where they're moving, but that team is not going to look anything similar than it, to what it looked this year. No, they're going to get a bunch of – they're going to get a high-caliber veteran and a first-round pick and a first-round pick the year after that and the year after that. They're going to go right back to the process. They're going to keep Embiid and sell everybody else off. No, get rid of Embiid. I feel like you got to keep Embiid because he is the process. Like he, he, you gave him that nickname. You got to keep him. Get rid of Simmons and everybody else. That that process is already fulfilled. Like if you if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but Embiid can't the love... take the process nickname to another team now. Like He's Embiid so can't can. be the there's process like... in Minnesota. Dude, there's like 27. He could be the process in Chicago. You just want Embiid in Chicago. That's the whole thing. I would fucking love that. Him and Laurie Markkinen. Oh god, that'd be nasty. So, going into the bubble, do you feel like any teams benefited from the delay and going into the bubble? Maybe injuries that have healed, or just they had a little chance to gel, anything like that? I have like a a, a pick and a, an addendum. So, okay. I got a, a team and a player. Okay. I think the Lakers, for sure, have benefited dramatically from Ooh, going into the bubble. Interesting. Mostly because I think a lot of those guys could have used that rest. Like I think Anthony yeah, Davis can turn it on. Any, I mean, he could be he could have just taken a huge shit after eating a giant dinner at his grandma's, and if you challenged him to a game of ball outside, he'd fucking school. Yeah, you. they're they're switch flippers. Um, oh, they, they, they him, can LeBron, they can just be on. Yeah, anytime, any day. I mean, what's LeBron? Thirty six now, thirty seven, something like that. Um, he was eighteen in two thousand three. It's been 17 years, so 35, 36, yeah. I mean, he, and he just goes out and balls. Turns yeah. in 23 to 25, you know, seven assists and nine boards. I'm all over every the night. quick math today. I'm proud of myself. You're fucking killing it, Dunk. But I think the Lakers, that's what they need is rest. I mean, they're both floor generals, so it's, so it's, it's like AI said, it's practice, man. He doesn't need to practice. I'll give you that, but I'm going to disagree when we come to the next point. So, but I'll give you it on the point you made for it all right and the player is michael porter jr yeah i mean he's been dude's, he's been doing dude's the, a bubble stud yeah very well very well um when he got drafted out of mizzou i thought that was the dumbest pick i had ever seen super dumb because i i just had a gut feeling the bulls were gonna take him or like move up to take him like i just felt like the bulls were gonna fuck it up and take this broken ass dude uh, it's nice to be kind of wrong a little bit, I guess, mm -hmm. and see that. I think Denver as a whole has kind of come together a little bit more in this situation than maybe they would have in like playing out the rest of the season in, in a well, regular way. He's realized he's not going to be the main star. Like once mm -hmm. he realized he he's a good complimentary piece, then well, especially with how well on. Jamal Murray's doing right now too, that helps. Right, it takes more and, pressure. And off then you him. got Jokic who can pass the ball anywhere when he needs to. And so if I accidentally mix up the Nuggets and the Jazz for the rest of this podcast, just let it go or actually call me on it. And I almost know. did the same thing, dude. I, I confuse who is on which team, and I don't know why, but those teams are just like they're one big giant uh, Western the Flatlands uniforms. team to me. They're similar, man. The uniforms are just too similar. I was, I was trying to get my daughters to help me bet on the – and it's terrible that they're playing each other too because it makes it even more confusing. But I was trying to get them help me pick you know, the games from a couple days ago, and it was Jazz and Nuggets, and they're like 
oh, we should go with the Jazz, we should go with the Jazz, because Jazz was favored, and they, and they had won more games at that point, and I was like, well, I like the Jazz better. I like Donovan Mitchell, I like Mike Conley. Gobert's a good player, but he's a shitty dude. Um, I, I like the Jazz better, and the Jazz are the team I wanted to pick with Mitchell and Conley and all those guys, but I'm like, are you sure? Maybe we should pick the Nuggets. And I'm like trying to talk them into the Nuggets, thinking that the Nuggets are the team I like better, and then I'm like, and then once the game is on, I'm like, oh wait, no, we made the right pick, except the bet lost. So, so you didn't make the right pick. No, right. I, they should have let me talk them into taking the the Nuggets. Anyway, um, <laughs> I agree with you on Michael Porter Jr. He's he's looked really good in the bubble, and I think just having this extra time to kind of, I think maybe taking a step back from the season allowed him to, like you said, reevaluate his role in the team and just become more focused and ready to play i think i think a lot of rookies probably benefited from the bubble because now they can just focus on basketball rookie coming into the league they get all this money they get girls as you've said they get toys they get all kinds of stuff all these distractions can come up that once you've been in the league you know three four five years you kind of figure out how to manage those distractions and you know still do those things you want but also focus on basketball when it's time to focus on basketball 18, 19 year old kids, they don't know how to do that. No. 100%. When they've got millions of dollars. And so maybe the bubble helped Michael Michael Porter Jr. refocus a little bit. Probably. Dude's so full of adrenaline and fucking piss and vinegar, you won't even believe it. Alright, so I've got four things here. Oh my god. But they'll be quick. Uh, I think Portland benefited. It gave, you know, more opportunities for Dame time to come in because they got those play in games. I think if you play out the rest of the season, they might not get there. Dame Lillard Lillard is great in make-or-break scenarios. But if you're playing game 70, game 71, game 72 in an 82-game season, you don't get to Dame time. And then maybe it's too late. Yeah, then maybe it's too late to to bring it back at at the last minute. Um, I think Dallas really took the opportunity to kind of gel as a team. We talked a lot about them already. And I think they've really got a shot at beating the Clippers here because they're they feel like the most complete team here. I would they're say them up. and Denver um, just feel like units that are playing well together. I'd agree with that. Um, Indiana did for a little while because Oladipo returned from injury. He wasn't going to be able to play for the rest of the season. But because they got that break, Oladipo comes back. Did not help them in the actual playoffs, though. Having him there. He's not a make-or-break player, in my opinion. No, but he's he's someone you need as a starter, I think. If if they don't have him, they get, I don't know, swept harder by the Heat. <laughs> maybe the, maybe they don't <laughs> even make the, the top eight seeds. I don't know. They look even more bitchy. Yeah. And then, so my last point is, it's a little more nebulous, all of the low seeds in these matchups, because there's no home corner advantage and no travel. So they, they get a little bit of a, that advantage back. Yeah, Which maybe, nice. but they also lose like a bit of that underdog edge too. Uh, Dallas doesn't seem to have lost it. That's Dame Lillard boring. hasn't lost it. The rest of his team has, but Dame Lillard hasn't. It's still one pick. All right, so which teams did the delay slash bubble hurt the most? Either players opting out, uh, getting sick, the uh, Nets. injuries. That's <laughs> so hard, dude. Yeah. They've been decimated. Uh, Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan opted out. Uh, they had somebody else opt out too, but it wasn't one of their main guys. Um, I, I mean, they, they're a team that wasn't going to get to the championship anyways. No. 
but you get Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan there. Maybe you get a higher seed. Maybe you have a chance in that first round matchup. I don't know. Well, I mean, either way, they're they're decently big names. So like they're a draw. So right. when you don't have them, like that certainly hurts. Yeah, I mean, they'll be a good team next year with Kyrie and and Durant in there playing also. Yeah. Um, but I mean, talk about the Nets. You got uh, Karis LeVert, who I think benefited greatly from the bubble because this is a guy that a lot of people didn't know about or like he never got his chance to shine and now he's on national tv every night playing in these games and he really showed out like it wasn't good enough for his team to be good but i think he earned himself a big contract going into next season that he wouldn't have otherwise earned and he probably doesn't deserve but somebody will overpay him because it's the nba and people always overpay it's jeremy lynn all over again good for him getting his money um uh, so going into this, when the bubble started, I was thinking uh, the Lakers and the Clippers were going to be the hardest hit. The Lakers, uh, missing Avery Bradley, he opted out. Uh, Rondo is out with injury, but he's supposedly coming back some point in the playoffs. And with the Clippers, Lou Williams did his whole thing where he's gone and out for two weeks when he comes back. Montrez Harrell, same thing. He leaves the bubble and, and has to quarantine when he gets back. But, I mean, those two teams are at the top of the West. They were making the playoffs anyways they it, it didn't really affect them much it didn't seem like and they've got all those players i mean avery bradley's not back uh rajon rondo i think should be back next series um so i i think they kind of rebounded from what they had lost in the beginning definitely definitely uh utah had an issue in the beginning of the playoffs with uh Con- mike conley had left for the birth of his uh his third or fourth child and when he came back, he had to be quarantined. And so they he missed, I think, three games, two or three games in the first round. And, you know, the, those were harder fought games than they should have been if Conley was there. I think, I mean, Utah's definitely a better team with Conley there. It takes pressure off Donovan Mitchell. And I think this one extra sucks because extra like, sucks. he tried to plan this baby for the offseason. Like a lot of pro athletes do, like they they try and plan having their babies for when they're not going to be playing, so they can be there for the birth, or you know at least it would have been during the playoffs where it's it's an easy trip back and forth, and that all got screwed up by COVID. Yeah, COVID fucked everything up. Yeah, fuck you, COVID. I yeah, said you're it. a dick. I hate you. So, are there any teams or players that didn't make it into the actual playoffs? that you wish would have kind of wish the spurs would have made it man just for you know continue continuity continuity yeah. i don't know that they it. made it last year did they yeah they made it last year this was the first time they haven't made it in forever hmm. yeah i mean the the spurs are a legendary team at this point and basically yeah. it's it's weird them not being around um uh, again i'm gonna go back to memphis wish they were there so I could watch more John Morant and I would have liked to see what Devin Booker could have done in the playoffs you know they went the Suns went 8-0 in the bubble but it wasn't enough to get them into the actual playoffs and Devin Booker was lights out I think it would have been it would have been cool to see him on a big stage against LeBron and Anthony Davis and see what they could really do that'd certainly be interesting they would have got bounced in the first round pretty easily but still it would have been nice to see Booker play because he is a superstar level talent agreed definitely so who uh let's do twitter first hit it no let's not do twitter hit first 
Let's answer this question first. Who do you think is in the NBA Finals this season? Which Lakers. two teams? Lakers. Okay, they're, they're, you got to have two teams though. Bucks. Okay, I'm I'm in the same boat. Lakers, Bucks. Great. Lakers, Bucks. Now let's go to Twitter, and we asked who is going to win the NBA bubble championship or the NBA championship inside the bubble. Uh, the options were Lakers, Bucks, Luca, or other. Who? <laughs> I know which one I voted for. <laughs> I would have voted for Luca had I voted on this. Uh, 36 votes. The Lakers got 50%. Bucks got 27.8%. And Luca got 8.3%. Shout out Luca. Fucking Luca, man. And then other got 13.9%. Uh, only two comments today. And I don't even really want to read the first one, but I will because it's there and I said I would. Micro break podcast at micro underscore break. Uh, edit. Quote, who is going to win? End quote. Don't be that guy. Twitter doesn't have an edit button. I, I hit the O instead of the I. They're right next to each other. It's not my fault. Don't be this guy on somebody else's Twitter feed. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't need you editing. Like, people know what it meant. <laughs> you fucker. I wasn't going to go that far, but... Uh, I said it for you, Calvin. Thanks. Uh, cheers to Comics Podcast at Cheers to Comics. Uh, he says, the Nuggets are going to pull it out. We need that ship. Uh, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Uh, I said maybe if none of the other teams actually return from their boycotts, then then the Nuggets might win. Dang. If the Nuggets are the only team that are like, nah, fuck that, we're not boycotting, we'll take all these forfeits. Yeah, give me the wins. <laughs> that would be kind of funny to see a team do see, that. it's fucking Denver. It's like, we're not going to fucking worry about this, man. We're gonna Our best shot was with Melo 15 years ago, and he never brought it here, so we need this. We need <laughs> We need it. Uh, so thank you to everyone who voted on Twitter. That's at at APA something at alone underscore podcast. We uh, try and do polls every week, give shout outs on the show, head over there for them uh, on Wednesdays, which is recording day. So that brings us to the big question for us. And I think I already know your answer because you kind of gave it in the last question, but who wins the championship? Fucking Lakers, bro. Lakers. Yes, the Lakers. Lakers. If they don't win this shit, I will be so surprised. So, uh, b- before the actual game started, I went I looked at the betting odds and I put the money I was going to put on champion on the Lakers. So how much will you win with the money you put? Uh, not very much. I like probably 10, put like 10 bucks on it. Yeah. 10 bucks. Nice. Um, and so the reason why is in weird situations like this, talent is what's going to win. And the Lakers have two top 10 talent guys on their team. And all their role guys fit in their roles and are playing well. Um, you know, missing Avery Bradley, that's going to hurt them a little bit. But I, I think we've seen in the first round that it hasn't hurt that much. Um, I think you could say the same for the Clippers, almost. But I don't think that Paul George is a top 10 player. Kawhi definitely no, is. Not anymore, um, at least. And they're struggling with the Mavs right now. And I'm really, really hoping that Porzingis comes back and the Mavs can pull that Just off. fucking dominates them. Yeah. Yeah. The Bucks have a good shot here, too, uh, because they, they've got Giannis, who's maybe the most talented player in the NBA and likely going to win the MVP. He already won the Defensive Player of the Year award. He's nasty, dude. He's Jordan-esque. And, yeah, he absolutely is. And the, their role guys, I feel like their role guys are better than the Lakers' role guys. That seven-game series is going to be really good. They're younger, too, man. They just yep. they're more dynamic. I think this is going to be Giannis's best shot at a championship in Milwaukee just because of the weird situation where talent wins out. When you have a weird situation like this, it, it you either have to have a perfect team, 
which is what the the Mavs are kind of being right now if if Porzingis can come back or you just have to have the most talented guys because at the end of the day if somebody needs to go one-on-one LeBron's going to go one-on-one and win Giannis is going to go one-on-one and win Anthony Davis is going to go one-on-one and win uh, so if you have those guys, if you have more of those guys on your team, you have a better shot at winning. No doubt. Uh, it's the same reason that I think the Chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah, probably. They have the most talent, so you can say, well, we can scheme against it, we can figure out Mahomes, we can figure out Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all this. But Good at luck. the end of the day, your practices are going to be different all season long. Your prep is going to be different all season long, and so. Tyreek Hill's still the fastest receiver in the NFL. Pat Mahomes is still the best quarterback in, like, the last 30 years. Uh, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. The, the defense needs work, but they're going to score points because they're talented, and it doesn't matter. Like, you, don't, you, you don't have to scheme talent. No. At the end of the day, talent is going to be talented. Talent will prevail because it lends itself to the, you know, the oh shit moments. It, it's, uh, right. God, I can't think of the word right now. Never mind. Highlights? But anyways, the highlights, yeah, whatever. More of the, the impromptu moments. Like, they, right. they think best on their feet. Talent right, just lends exactly. itself to they're, they're going to make improvisation. Plays. Yeah, yeah, they're going to make plays when plays need to be made. There you uh, go. The, they don't have to scheme everything, which in these situations, schemes go out the window because you didn't have time to fully install them. Right. I mean, Trubisky can't save a pass. Mm-hmm. You know, throw a pass to save his fucking life. You don't have to worry about it. Trubisky. You got Nick Foles, man. Fuck both of them. I'm not gonna get into that right now. Toronto's <laughs> a solid team. To, uh, a solid team to keep an eye on too. Uh, they Definitely. they've got, like I was saying, either need a perfect team or those those top ten guys. Toronto's got one of those perfect teams. I didn't get to watch much of them in the the first round because they just kind of waxed the floor with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I. Uh, Lowry got hurt in the last game, but I think it was a minor injury. He should be back for the next round. At the end of the day, I don't trust Lowry going one-on-one with anyone on the Bucks and, and scoring when he needed it. Pascal no. Siakam, same thing. Giannis can stop him if he needs to. Um, they definitely aren't going to do that against LeBron and Anthony Davis. Be able to, to just when you chance. need a bucket, you can't trust those guys, but when you need a bucket, you can trust LeBron to get to the bucket. You can trust Anthony Davis to get to the bucket or get fouled or whatever. Yeah, right, I don't... you can put LeBron on like anybody, and it's a tough matchup. Well, Anthony Davis too. Anthony Davis is quick for a seven footer. Um, he, yeah, he's I mean, very he's, agile. He's nimble. Uh, he's known for he was a point guard until he was like seventeen because he hit his growth spurt when he was seventeen. So he was only six one before that, and then he shot up nine inches his senior year of high school, and so he still has all of those point guard skills and abilities and speed and agility, like you said. So Ugh, I bet his knees hurt so bad. Yeah, I'm sure. And his back. His eyebrows, too. Uh, just eyebrow. He's fucking heavy. You misspoke there. Eyebrow. Thanks for love looking me. at dude's eyebrows. Nick is the <laughs> eyebrow whisperer. I guess, apparently. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a t shirt on our on our merch store. Nick the yeah. eyebrow whisperer. I love it. It's just gonna be a picture of your face and you're gonna be whispering it's gonna look like you're whispering in somebody's ear, but it's gonna be an eyebrow. I love it. Love it. So if any uh, graphic designers listening, you want to draw that up? Sure. Thanks. I'll give you $5. At least. At least six. Maybe even six. You got anything else to say on the bubble before we go? I do not. 
All right, me neither. I hope it comes back, um, but there's obviously more important things going on. So if it doesn't, I get it. I'm not going to sit here and cry that, oh, we don't have sports again. Like, right. I get what's going on, and that's more important than basketball. And if they, if the players choose that they feel that's more important than them playing basketball, then that's that. That's like, more important, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, check us out on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. Uh, we've got the aforementioned merch store out there, tpublic.com slash APA something. Uh, pretty much your last chance to get on Patreon if you want. It is coming down at the beginning of September. And uh, we'll put out some bonus content from there to the regular feed. So that probably just took your incentive away to go check it out. But whatever. Yeah. You still give us money. We yeah, still give, appreciate us, it. give us money for a month if you want. Yeah, be We'll tight. take it. And uh, check out a podcast about something.com where we have all the episodes listed there if you need to look through the archives, but we're also doing uh, like real long form written articles now. We've got one official one up there now, so go check that out. It's really fun about like weird things that happen in lots of sitcoms that you wouldn't like you don't ever see them in the real world. Um, and there will be more to come on that. Yeah, it's an exciting front. Check it out. Yeah, we're uh, we're growing on the, uh, the written article space. Thank you to those cats for providing all the music for a podcast about something. You guys stay sassy. Stay classy. Why do we just keep